Miss June, you went on a 700-mile solitary walk. What made you want to take this journey? I was pretty fascinated with Santiago pilgrimage for quite a while. I read a book about it from Paulo Coelho. Uh, a lot of people walk this pilgrimage at a certain point in their lives when they lose someone or when they're quitting their jobs or divorcing or at a very important place uh, in their lives. And I was at an important place then and I had to think over some stuff. And yeah, so I I thought, let's do it. And I just started without any training, actually. I walked 1,000 kilometers in five weeks. Yeah, it was really special. Did you meet anyone interesting along the way? In the first weeks, I met a lot of people who had pretty heavy life stories. A guy who lost his wife and a woman who had a burnout. Yeah, that was pretty heavy actually. And during the walk, I also met a couple of young people who became my friends on the way and I could laugh with them. And you know, for, for everyone who walks the walk, it's pretty heavy. So I thought it's better to have some people around me so that I can laugh and also talk about the heavy stuff in life, but also to, to make it a little bit lighter and funny. They really had a positive influence on me and it really made me realize that, well, also this walk, I was planning to walk it all on my own. I came to do it on my own, but to share these experiences is worth everything, you know, it's so good to share. And I think that I had to learn that, that I don't have to do everything on my own. I think that was a big lesson for me. Yeah, it, it's a really, it's a, an old pilgrimage, like the old pilgrims walked this trail because they thought they were heading towards the end of the world. And I also walked from Santiago to Finisterre. Finisterre lit literally means the end of the world. And of course, it wasn't the end of the world, but there's the ocean. And the pilgrims thought that was the end because they thought the earth was flat, right? Then at the last day, I had, hadn't seen any water, actually. I walked across Spain. And then on the last day, I walked upon a hill. And then when I was on top of that hill, I saw the ocean and it was such a special experience but it was really calm you know it was not like sometimes you have this feeling of happiness and it's really like a lot of adrenaline and stuff but this was like totally peaceful and a feeling of homecoming it was so beautiful to see the ocean after such a long walk and i was exhausted of course it's it was such a simple thing you know to see the water it's almost like when you get to the ocean that is serenity yes it's serenity and i realized that being happy is not manic thing it is more like a peaceful thing like I suddenly understood that it doesn't have to be about the really, really highs and the really, really lows. It can be, life can be more peaceful, like the landscapes that I walked through and they slowly changed. And that was what I was enjoying, like this slowly changing landscape and to, to walk across the mountains and the hills and to see the ocean at the end. It's really also oh, really basic right really simple it was pretty crazy also because i started 
I started this walk like I didn't train, right? So I, I walked 28 kilometers every day, average. Like sometimes I walked 32, sometimes I walked 26, but I, I walked 28. I didn't train, so I, I think I walked 8 or 10 kilometers for two or three days before I went on this trip. And I thought, well, I will train when I'm on the way. It became quite harsh. <laughs> I bet it was a hard beginning. and It was a hard beginning, yeah, it was. But, you know, like these people you meet and the stories they tell you, and sometimes a friendship is really short. And sometimes, you know, some of the people I met, I still see sometimes, and they live across the globe. But I have an Australian friend that has visited visited me and a friend from London and you know so that's really cool actually because (laughs) you meet each other on the way and you know nothing about each other but the good thing about walking is that you just start talking and it's also okay to be silent if you want because you're walking when Mm -hmm. did you start playing you mean in my life yes when did you start realizing that this is something that i want to do i want to sing well i think it was when i was about 12 years old i think because i i uh, have sung since i was i think since i was a baby (laughs) yeah since i was a little kid and i always sang but my parents are not musicians so they didn't really notice that it could be something special. Then I participated in a play and I had to sing for that part. And then suddenly I noticed that I could sing. Then I was hooked. I think since I was 12, I started my first bands. I knew pretty early that was the thing I wanted to do. Well, I know a big influence for you is Annie Lennox. Yeah, um, she is. I love Annie. <laughs> yes, I've never met her, but I would love to meet her. I, she seems so cool and wise at the same time. I just love all the stuff she made with Eurythmics and also her solo records. That's how I see myself in the long run, you know. If I, I wish I could be a little bit like her. What other musicians influence you or that you look up to? As a kid, I listened a lot to the music of Tracy Chapman, and she's still one of my great heroes. I mean, she for me, she's a, a symbol of authenticity, and but also a symbol for speaking her truth. I think she's really powerful and also very vulnerable. The songs, Fast Car, talking about revolution. I mean, these songs, they're in every every vein. <laughs> She's really someone I admire. I've seen her on stage. She was like a source of warmth. And she she just smiled through the whole concert. It was really great. Are you planning on playing in the States at all? Well, I played in New York in June last year. That was really, really great. So I hope to come back. Oh, I'm willing to bet California. Oh, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah, California. There. Well, I thought quite a lot of songwriter friends. And a couple of them are staying in California for quite a period each year. So uh, maybe I can visit them one day. But I, yeah, I would love to play in, uh, in Cali, of course. I don't know when, but 
one day I will. That would be a wonderful tour just to do northern to southern or southern to northern California because yes. California is such a large state. It's practically like five countries in itself. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't know how to do it yet, but uh, of course we're looking at uh, opportunities to play there. So, But it was already such a, an honor to play in New York for, it's called Indie Week, and we performed a showcase there for uh, music industry peoples. <laughs> it was really great, and we had a couple of days in the city. It's time that I get to see a little bit more of the States, right? I think it's time to, uh, yeah, to come to Kelly um, <laughs> in the near future. To many of your fans, your style is known as indie. How would you describe your style of music to someone who has never heard your music before? I would describe it as cinematic pop music, I think. The music is very, sounds, I think, a little bit like a soundtrack. And of course, it's inspired by this walk that I did. And I listened to instrumental music a lot. It became a little bit of a soundtrack, but they're also pop songs. So I think cinematic, cinematic, melancholic pop would describe it. Some of your music has, although it's about love, sometimes it feels like there's a little bit of like a hidden heartbreak in there. Oh, it, that's definitely true. There, there was a big, big heartbreak <laughs> in there. So that's, yeah, you noticed that well. I felt it through my bones. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's, well, that's special to hear because in a way, this big heartbreak turned into something beautiful because of the music. That's how I also uh, gave it a, a place in my heart. That was a way to heal also, to make this music. But yeah, you're definitely right. There's a big heartbreak hidden inside the music. <laughs> if you had one message to give to your fans, what would it be? I have a lot of musician fans and I would like to say to them, don't focus on the outcome of your music. Don't focus on the success, but focus on making your music as good as possible because that's what should make you happy in the end to, to craft your songs. And to my other followers and fans, I would like to say, that it's very special to receive the stories of different people who listen to my music. I had a story of a girl who said, well, my son falls asleep with your music every mm -hmm. night because he knows it because when I gave birth to him, I had your song on repeat. And uh, because it kept me both grounded and in a good atmosphere. Stories like these, I cannot think of the places that my music reaches. This is actually the thing that I, I hope to to achieve and then when I just try to make my music as good as possible and to put that heartbreak heartache in it and then when I release it into the world it becomes something else it becomes like an entity on its own when people listen to it it gets a place in their own life and it does something to them for me that's so special you know it never gets old to hear those stories it always is so special to me and there was a, this girl and she lives in berlin and she sent me a message because she ordered a vinyl record and i sent it to her then 
she sent me a message that I'm really happy with the record because I lost my best friend and she was really young and we listened to your music on his funeral and now I can remember him through your music. For me, that's like so beautiful. And if anyone who tells me their story or just let me know that they like to listen to my music, it really gives me the courage and the motivation to keep creating. That is something I really would like to say to them. That's information you can't make up. That's beautiful. Yeah. And for me, like to hear one story like that, it makes me feel like, all right, this is what I'm supposed to do. I I just keep creating and then put my own life experience into my songs. And then I release them into the world and people can think and feel and see what they see and feel and think uh, when they listen to the song. So I don't have to lead the way that the song can work on its own. It, It will do what it has to do. And that's the great thing about music. For me, that's like a little, no, it's not a little, it's it's a miracle. It's a big miracle. That's also what keeps me going and keeps me motivated to create beauty. And I'm really grateful that I can do that, that I have a life in which I can create and send songs into the world. That's what I always wanted. And now I'm doing it. I'm very, very happy about that. And with your bandmates, are they like a family with you? Yes. Oh, my bandmates, my bandmates. Yeah, they're really a family to me. I have the best pianist and guitar player and drummer, girl bass player who also sings beautifully. Mm -hmm. What I love about them is they're truly my best friends. We were already friends and then started playing together. So also they're honest. So they, they tell me what they think and what they think is best for the music. And their talent really makes music so much better. To see them play this music that I made up and they turn it into something bigger, even bigger life. That's best feeling ever. Yeah. They're so sweet and so talented. So how do you balance your music with other obligations in your life? I think two things for me at this point in my life are most important. And these are my family and friends and my music. All the time that I have, I dedicate to those two loves in my life, friends and family and music. The connection with people I love is my inspiration to my music. So if I would only focus on my music, I would be a fool because then in time I wouldn't have anything to write about anymore. I really, really make time for my loved ones because my music is about them. What is some of the best advice that you were ever given? Well, a teacher, when I was studying music, said to me one day, if you don't know where you're going, then it's a fact that you will never arrive. That was a lesson because also when I walked Santiago, I needed this goal to walk to, to keep in mind that I wanted to walk to the ocean that made me walk a thousand kilometers. Of course, it's about the journey, but without a goal, I wouldn't wake up every day and start walking again with all these pain and injuries and that's also in my musical life I need a goal to it can be big or it can be small like a gig or an album or to give people songs that they can adapt in their life for me that's a big goal I realized when the teacher told me that 
that I need to set goals for myself. And when you have a goal, it makes you enjoy the journey. Without a goal, it's harder to enjoy the journey because you can feel like you're wandering around a bit. It doesn't really matter what it is. And you can have different destinations and arrive at one destination and think, hey, where shall I go now? But for me, it works really well when I have a destination.